0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hang On To Your Hat. Dad's in lockdown, season 3.1. And I'm so stoked today to have in the studio, well, the space studio, if you like, the ether, Pete Richards. bad Daddy. You're a naughty boy. These days, fatherhood is everywhere. You can't get away from it. Not the blokes haven't tried. If you're not a father, you've got a father. You're a son of a dad or a daughter of a bloke. But either way, being a dad is no picnic. The fear, the anger, the confusion and, well, the love, of course. (laughs) Derek Myers and Dan Lee, together with their special guests, are here to share the highs and lows, the joys and the agony of being a modern dad. But most of all, to let you know that you're not alone. (laughs) So Pete is what I'm hoping to get out of Pete is um a bit of an insight into running a regional business um parenting in both lockdowns in victoria parenting an only child and just what it's like living in 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 a regional town and how it's affected the you know the social interactions and 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 life at home compared to what it was like because pete has lived a lot. Grew up in the city, and lived a lot in the city as well. So that's what I'm hoping to get out of him. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping he can get something out of out of us. So uh, there's his look. I've got special graphics and everything. Sorry for the audio, listeners. <laughs> Hi, Pete. Welcome aboard.
1: G'day, Des. Howdy. How you going? Yeah, look,
0: pretty good. Pretty good. good. It's a, it's a funny old time uh, where we where we are right now. I think. Um, chron- the chronology of everything so critical right now. I, I record a lot of podcasts for my business, and it seems that everyone needs to say where they are in time because it affects. Oh yeah, you know it affects the you know the reason for bad tech. Uh, this one, this particular episode is of our podcast. Hang on your hat is a is a part of the dads in lockdown series, which is brought to you by um, the city of Yarra, I've written it down. Uh, the COVID-19 quick response Grant, which city of Yarra were kind enough to help us out, allowing me to send gear to some of the dads that don't have any microphones or any equipment so that we can we're unaffected as to the diversity of dads that we uh, have on the season. but um, Pete, what, what's happening out there in the country?
1: Oh, mate. Hey, firstly, I just want to say um, thanks for giving us a spot for regional Victoria too, um, but my heart goes out to all the brothers out there, you know, doing it hard in Melbourne or, you know, or what whatever stage that they're at. Um, regional Victoria has been a funny kettle of fish. Like we feel probably a little bit privileged that we've had less freedoms. But it has changed a bit over time, I think. The first lockdown was probably a little bit more full-on for me than the second lockdown. I think that was also two things. I think psychologically you didn't quite know what that first one meant. Yeah. And so you, I, I have a hairdressing business in um, regional Victoria and I live in Castlemaine, North Northcote, and um, so you know I, I claim sh- to have
0: thought of that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes without saying that uh, it probably came from you. But um, uh, oh, I shut my shop completely at the time. Hang on, and
0: so you have a, you have an exclusive hairdressing salon.
1: In Kighton, we, half an hour away from... Can I say the uh, name of the business? Castlemaid?
0: Kighton? No, your business? is it. Can I say Oh, oh Circus we Hair. Have, circus Hair. So if you're in regional Victoria, is it the Goldfields <laughs> area, what would you call it? What do you call that whole area there, Kighton and I Castlemaid? think it is
1: it Goldfields yeah. is a good... Yeah, it is. Um, so um, shutting down the shop kind of... As a father, I, I talked to um, Katie, my wife, and we talked about maybe creating a bubble so that as we went into homeschooling that um, she was protected a little bit from the media, the idea of um, what was going on out there. Um, and... My wife works for council, so she was really busy. So I was in this space of um, full-time carer of um, Estella. Well, Katie pretty much has been locked down into her desk and she's worked straight all the way through the first and the second working from home. So, uh, look, that's... um, Brings its own challenges as a father and um, also as a partner in this yeah. space. Um, yeah.
0: So having having your wife partner work working from home, and you're yeah. in a business you don't work from home, do you? You can do a bit of bass, no, no, do a bit of bass, from, and apply for a few grants, but in the end, it's not yeah, something so you can bring home.
1: Yeah. So luckily. I um, got job keeper. Yep. So, um, in that first week or so of the first lockdown, it um, the anxiety just went through the roof. Yeah. Um, it was a really challenging time to know um, how we were going to work through it financially. Um, We sat down, worked out the budget. We also worked out a little bit of a strategy, like um, a a thought bubble about how we would manage ourselves with protecting Estella from it as well. But it seemed like it was such a, um, uh, the great unknown at the time that, um, I don't know, there was the tensions of having a business, which um, has you s- struggle
0: yeah.
1: um but then also, as a father, having to put the mask on that you're actually everything's in control, everything's gonna be all right, but internally that you feel like screaming. and how hard into the yeah, bush
0: how 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 really fucking hard is that? like it's not something oh. that everyone's talking about that that very early, I know you were saying lockdown yeah. one was more intense us melbourneites yeah. it's probably the other way but that, yeah. but we've forgotten that initial intensity that we'll never get again yeah. hopefully we'll never have that feeling again of going is this really the end of the fucking world like are, are look, we, are we look, here this has been, on doomsday
1: yeah, one of the one, one of the great um sayings that i've been saying i've opened up again in my shop but yeah. I've got clients, and you know it's a bit of um, hairdressing psychology. You know that you you you're having these conversations all the time, and one is that you can't make life plans in quicksand. You know, yeah. and one of the one of the deep things about being in uh, in a space where you've never charted that territory is that um, what happens is you're – on, on it locking down, but also when it opens up, which it'll happen to you, there's the new normal that's happened and it brings a different level of anxiety to you as a um, business owner yep. and you're having to rework out how you're going to manage your time for your business, your time for your child and also the time for your relationship as well. And um, without you know trying to get COVID, I suppose as yeah. well.
0: Yeah, well, there's that. And, and getting back to that that yeah. point you made about deciding, have it you know deciding to create a bubble and deciding what, how much anxiety you, you want the kid to to feel during this bizarre, unprecedented. There's a few big words yeah. out there. P- pivot, yeah. unprecedented. Yeah. <laughs> all the favourite words, but and then. Realizing as the weeks go on, this is really hard. Yeah. we're in a pressure cooker here. We've got yeah. all these anxieties building up in yeah. in, a, in also, a small house. You can't go anywhere. Yeah, and then boom, then you ch- you know your child yeah. can so suddenly that's right. suddenly get exposed to stuff pretty pretty yeah. sort of harshly, I suppose.
1: That's right. You're in a house. Um, the challenges is running a house without COVID you know, how you inner communicate in that um, with your own normal pressures, but that added on top. And then closing a business also in those other, f- first off, we went into, in that first lockdown in regional Victoria, we went into school holidays. Mm. So um, you were trying to fill that space with, enjoyable things of school holidays, but then you went into, um, you went into, um, homeschooling and homeschooling, you know, I'm a, I'm a 51 year old, um, dad and it's been a long time since I was at primary school. So (laughs) having to re-navigate that hat, that's a, um, uh, look, that was, so firstly, I think one of those things is in that first lockdown, you come with your own ideals about what school meant to you and when you take that board on board, you I don't know as a father, you can easily um, I don't know schooling is a completely different space than when we went to school. Mm. Um and you you you've got your own anxieties about are they are they going to be all right for the future? Um, and I've got to say in that first lockdown, she handled the technology quite well. I was still getting up to speed, but also, you know, your own anxieties about being able to help enough in that space as well. Well, I think that, that,
0: that in your case, because your your work you can't bring home, whereas yeah. a lot of people were bringing their work home, and oh, or, or developing, like you're self employed, you're in a situation yeah. where you you know you might sort of pivot to an online business. Yeah. Or I know in my world, I was producing, still producing and editing podcasts from home, yeah. and you, you kind of found that all the meetings and all the ideals about you know schooling them. Kind of drifted out of the window by by the second lockdown for us, you know. Yeah, we, we same, kinda, same. They were kind of like, oh, let's just, you know, they're going to do more harm if we ride them. And I know, in second, first lockdown, for me, the kids came to me, came yeah. to my work because I just built a new studio that yeah. couldn't be used. So the kids were had a pretty nice, cushy place, you know, to do their to do their schoolwork. And then, you know, my wife had a certain idea of what what I was doing with them, but they were probably really le- left to their own uh, devices. And I think they they really came good. Like, I was really proud yeah. of them. Like, their the technical advancement, they'd never had an email before this, they'd never yeah. done an online meeting, and they've just gone, they really ramped up their own abilities.
1: Uh, look, this they mock is you, though.
0: They'll turn around and mock you now. I'm already yeah, getting look, that. Oh, you silly old prick. What, you know, what do you know about
1: that? <laughs> I think you're spot on. I think that um, we're learning from them half the time. So, like you see, I think that sense of um, uh, proud parenting, too, watching yeah. them perform in that space and they're unconscious to how well that they're performing. Um, the hardest thing was knowing how to measure if they were or not keeping up with their own work. Yeah. Um, I look, the funny one is um, being all over it in the first one, you actually had more relationship to the communication with the teachers yeah. so that you were more updated with it. In the second one, I thought because my daughter was pushing back more, And I could feel the tension of her wanting to actually get back into a physical school space that I think we just, I just backed off a lot more. I don't know if that was the case for you.
0: Yeah, look, I I think we backed off. Look, second lockdown for us, we was all at home. It was the proper pressure cooker, the Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Because we were in a tiny house and, and we had a backyard and I stood everyone in the backyard and said, imagine if we'd have moved to that dream apartment you kids wanted to go to. You wouldn't have this. There'd be nowhere to run and nowhere to hide, right? Just just be thankful, right? And they're like, shut up. (laughs) Now, Mo, but um, I mean, I guess the whole point is that they, when they came home, Fiona then went, right, she was like me at the beginning of lockdown one. Right, here's what you know, yeah. I bought all these books and I said, at the beginning of each day, go on to your website from your email from your teacher and and write down all the things you've got to do for the day, and then I'll be able to we'll be able to have a look to see if we've nailed it. And they were they got to the stage where they were just smashing them all out real yeah, fast. Yeah. Um So So when Fiona um, took over, sorry, uh, when Fiona uh got involved, she's going, This is how we're gonna do it, and like it sort of felt like it was me and the kids sort of going, just give give it a week and just, you know, like the new carpet shoes off kind of vibe. Like you, you'll get used to it. And-
1: we, we had exactly the same thing. Yeah. We, cause I actually look, I went back to work in the second one and Katie took more of a hands on role yeah. and you were thinking, well, Estelle has got this nailed a bit more, but look, it, it, it creates a different dynamic. I think it, Uh, creates a you're having to renegotiate those new normals again and that happens that's been the constant um startups um stall we're going we're moving forward we're doing this at this stage and so it's i think in that second one you're really trying to navigate your own interpersonal how do we how do we communicate with you? Well, with my wife, how do I do it with that child without everyone screaming at each other? And and it's grade and, four, oh, the isn't th-
0: it? Is Estella in grade four?
1: She grade is four. in grade four. Grade and the four. other thing that I was going to say is the difference that we've also had, which is. Um, one of the things of living in regional Victoria was one of the things that I thought was really important was to take Estella. My job was also at the end of the day take her away from technology and take her back out to nature. Yeah. and the things that I would see that would transform her was um, she would become a different kind of child after she was in nature for 20, 20 minutes wow. so she she'd start talking about herself in the first person rather than, um, you know, about being in Minecraft or, you know, um, it's such an inward world in that space.
0: And it's like, we're so desperate to want them to choose to do that and understand that they've got to get off the screen and go to nature and all that. But really, I just think it's just your job just to go ahead and do it. Not say, oh, do you want to go for a... Do you want to go for oh, yeah. a bike ride? We were, we were an epic bike ride today, the, yeah. my, me and my wife and my daughter, right? So Tom, yeah. Tom was off on an adventure somewhere else. He's grade six. Yeah. So he's that's another thing, that the 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 ramping up of uh, what they're allowed to do. Independence is phenomenal yeah. and frightening. The first time, yeah. uh, breaking news, I had the first experience of going down the road and going past a 7-Eleven. And looking in to see if my son was in there, like, and I just went, "Oh my god!" And it just sort of built up into they, this frenzy. They don't have
1: s- space invaders at the. Front of the <laughs> it was
0: just like, "Oh my god! It's that's it, that's that yeah. thing." And that'll yeah, happen with right. happen with bars, nightclubs, forevermore. You know, it's like I yeah, wonder if yeah. my kids are. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, well, well, that's also what's going on. Is there's a lean into? We're not. Quite there she's kind of moving in that space but there's a there's a tiny lean into um that movement towards puberty and and with that also comes this kind of emotional tirade at you and um not so look and this has been one of those great kind of spaces for us to kind of learn strategies in that I did some um look I one of the the early things that I did at the start of this year was because she's 10 and look I grew up in a a family of all brothers that I thought um I and and being in a house of all women that I probably needed to have some support um of being able just to kind of navigate that dad stuff. So I sought out a counsellor earlier in the um, year too and I s- sought out an older guy, look, who's in his 60s. He was um, he was a stay-at-home dad when stay-at-home dads were not hoped, um, ever um, – they weren't on the radar um, and he had had two, two – uh, daughters and i knew them and i thought i think you're that bloke that i'd like to talk to um so at different stages in the covid stuff i did lean on him because a um so that you weren't um always just um defragging yourself with your better half but Talking to someone that um, was outside of that, that could give you some good advice. And look, some of the stuff that um, has been coming out of that in COVID has been a really oh um, look, a probably a, a, a look. I'd hate like deep personal journey. I suppose that sounds a bit much and probably a bit heavy-handed, but. Um, But, look, it hasn't been – it hasn't not been fraught with its own um, internal um, dark nights of the soul, I'd say. So, um, yeah, and I'm happy to talk about some of that and how I can see um, some of that that sort of inner work with talking to someone has helped as a parent. Um,
0: how, How good that you kicked that off at the start of this year. That's like, wow, amazing. That you you had yeah. that connection because how do you well, how are you going to make that connection in the middle of lockdown?
1: Well, I think one of those things. I'm I've got a I've got a great relationship with Estella, but I I had a pretty it was a pretty full on like it was a good childhood, but it was uh, it it had its pretty heavy moments, and yep. so learning how to manage yourself, especially, and I'm so pleased that I did because I didn't see the crisis coming, but when you're under pressure and um, I'll tell you what, having someone that you can call on in that space and give you a different perspective. So, um, look, in that first lockdown when shutting the shop, Look, that, that left some deep challenges. Yep. Um, there was, I, I think, some friction in that space of being a parent. So I, what I'd like to talk about is that uh, at certain moments in the lockdown, there was some heated stuff and owning yourself in that because yep. people do get tense. Yep. I got tense. Um, and I grew up in a house that was quite shouty. And sometimes if you're under pressure, you might, um, be a bit too prickly and it, there was some fights and you're having to own yourself in that space.
0: So Pete, what? When we all ended up living, lockdown two for Melbourne, when we all ended up living in the same house. Now, our house is fiery. I've got a 12-year-old yeah. boy, a 10-year-old girl, all practising for te- being teenage nightmares. And my wife and I, we're, you know, it, it blows up. It's a little house. It blows up. So lockdown two, it accelerated somewhat. And per, yeah, I think personally for, sure. for me, I've gone you're also, you know, that that responsibility you talked about before about protecting the kids from stuff. Well, that's yeah. hard to do because yes. there's no going out of earshot. There's no quiet space in our house. But it probably, you know, I'm not really into bright siding COVID because it's not over. No. And we don't know who we're going to lose and stuff like that yeah. by the end of it. Yeah. But but I do reckon that, I don't know, I reckon i may maybe edging towards being someone who knows how to shut down if I'm a, if I'm on an eight of anxiety yeah. and tension yeah, and I know someone else is, then you just go, I, yeah. I, I just can't. And, uh, Can
1: I, 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 I debriefed with that counselor that I was talking about, yeah. um, about, you know, one of the, one of the great, you know, um, blow ups in our house as well. Um, that i thought oh i was talking about what what had happened and i said to the counselor i said oh look i went i went 5 to 11 and 11 you know full you know um, death con 5 where you, you 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 want to be noticed so you you pitch higher than the other and and look i do think one of the things that this guy said to me and i'm the second lockdown was completely different because it was like a um it was like a something cracked open in me he said i said to him look i went from 5 to 11 and he said you were never at 5 you were at 8 9 ah. and i thought fuck wh- what and Look as a coping mechanism. I, I took I, I took that on. I, I thought, oh shit, what I, mean, I was. I thought my normal. I grew up with um, brothers. Was a bit Lord of the Flies, and we probably all met each other at eight. And um, so, when you're in a, a, a melting pot, so someone says. Uh, turn off the iPad, and they go, what do you mean turn off the iPad? You need to turn off that iPad now. So that's eight. You, you're maximising that. Um, you'll meet that as a father. And this counsellor saying that to me, I thought, oh, mate, I've, I'm so out of whack here. I've got a I went back and I started to just notice what eight looked like but if I thought I thought I was at five, I started to see what's my two look like or even without even connecting into the conversation, I started just kind of numbering what I thought was going on and yeah. look that's been revolutionary for me as a parent I yeah. I, now I can see Estella. She, um, I, I started talking to her about the numbering system. I say, what do you think, Mum is when you when she's at the computer and you're asking her a question and she's got a deadline, and she'll say she's at eight, and I say, well, what do you think you are when I ask you to turn off the um, the iPad, and she'll yeah. say, I'm at two, and I'll say, <laughs> well. Well, two, why then did you slam the door and yeah. um, scream that you? Um, it's not fair? And I'd say you were probably about um, nine. So anyway, that stuff, as a parent in this space and learning how to, I don't know, read the room a bit more. And also what I've realized is I don't have to join her. Or my wife to change an outcome. So what I can do is I can sit with their opinion, still yeah. love them both, and when they come back down to a two, we can talk about that stuff in a more healthy manner. And yeah. know, and hopefully she'll know, or she gets from me that I I still love her. Um, especially my daughter, if she's in a, if she's in a crazy mode, and I'm trying to calm her or to to say anything, quite often those those conversations get so misconstrued yeah. that um, you can't you can't have a sensible conversation. And sometimes, when you've got a, uh, an only child, it might be. Um, her mother and her going at it, and sometimes you'll step in and both of them are in, one's busy from work, so she's tense, yeah. one's wanting to find her own independence, so she's tense, and if you step into that space to help and they're both at eight, I'll tell you what, you'll be at eight before you know it as well. Yeah. So, yeah, does that make sense? Even if
0: you're alive. <laughs> they turn that's on right. You. A lot of energy. Yeah, so there.
1: look, that's that's been one of the big learners for me. Uh, it's it's like a, it's like the counselor has opened up a possible super superpower.
0: I like that. that. I you reckon can, I'm going to use that. Might and, even get the number of your counselor as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but also I'm trying to teach that and be with my daughter in that space. And that we can both, you know, create more space for us to be around a two far far more. Mm. And also realize that none of the the conversations that matter when you're up around eight or seven, trying to prove your positioning as a parent just doesn't help. You really need, for me... One is I end up either tipping over into wanting to be right and um, having some space for her to come back down or able to talk to my wife in a, in a space where I know we both agree and um, care and believe in the same stuff and that we, we, um, we're there for that child but when you're at 8 you can easily get misconstrued and that you're both trying to kind of navigate
0: and how, um, how crazy point. is it how crazy is it that we understand when there's two year olds he'll be back <laughs> when there's two year olds yeah. right yeah. 3 year olds the naughty corner and then yeah. go to your room you know you're like yeah. you you've got your head around this cooling off shit yeah. and then it just goes away
1: yeah, well, you know one I mean? of those like things. On me,
0: um, yeah. Sorry, it dawned on me, you know, years ago that if we were in a situation where we were out late, God, God forbid, yeah. you know, with the kids, or we went or carols by candlelight, or whatever it was, if if you really, if you put him in, if you put him into bed, a few years ago, if you put him into bed after nine, I I have this blanket rule. I've got no right to be upset by anything they do because I've kept them up like it's my program yeah, as a yeah, parent yeah. like it was our schedule that put them in a place where they lose yeah. their minds and, and once yeah. again that just drifts away and and you know maybe this whole covid experience this pressure cooker has ramped that up in time we're going to have teenage daughters naughty before, before you before <laughs> before we even know it right Yeah, and if we can get our heads around, like you know, get our heads around some of this stuff, because it's come to a head much earlier.
1: Yeah, maybe it will
0: benefit and prevent you know running away and off the rails isms and you know things like that. Who knows? uh, uh, One
1: of the one of the other things is I think uh, one of those things that was pointed out too about creating space and not having to look. It's really hard not to come into a conversation when it's heated. And quite often it's heated in a way that you don't even realise that you're jumping into the conversation. And so it might be said in tone. And so if you can number tone, like, um, look, I've told you three times today that you need to do something. But that tone starts elevating. And if you can pick that as a number,
0: yeah.
1: you can say it in a kind you can say it in a softer way that still has intent. Yeah. Now, but if you're elevated and your souls out of the off the charts, it takes twenty minutes before you're back in your body, before you actually can think rationally or mm. that you can just reiterate the love that you have for your child in a way that they actually hear it or or that they've brought themselves down enough too and that they're actually in that space that they can give you, you can give them a cuddle, you can tell them that you're there for them and your wife as well. (laughs) And hopefully one of those deep things is the more space that I create for that, the more I see how, tense my wife has been and overworked and what an incredible job she's done in that space and and that actually I can make more room for her to um, come back down to where we can actually talk together as well. And that's what I mean about that thing as being a parent. It's both of us, but it's also that stuff as a partner as well.
0: And it's very, very mean- hard. Yeah. Yeah. The cooling off thing's got to be a – it's massive. Like the yeah. – you know, I, I've even started introducing that to the kids to go, all right, yeah. listen, whatever just happened with you and your mother
1: mm.
0: was your fault. Let me make that really clear, right? It was your <laughs> fault. You, you You kicked it off. You did this, this, and this, right? I'm not cross, but I'm going to get cross if this ramps yeah. up. Right, and then I'll be angry as well. And, and you, you know, you don't want that, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah. let me make this clear: don't go sneering at her, mumbling under your breath. Let her yeah. cool off. Right. I'd, I'd let her cool off.
1: One, I'd even say one thing before that: go to yourself. Don't, even don't before get involved. You say any of that. <laughs> what what number am I at? Am I yeah. am I actually is two. When I can joke around or, you know, or, you know, or how serious am I in that? Is that, I don't know, you know, having your own name, numbering and yeah. um, system for how you feel before you're even taking that, that moment to th- say, oh, look, should I say this now?
0: Because you could tell yourself, you could tell yourself. Because you weren't involved in – like, let's say there's a blow-up. This is not yeah. uncommon, right? So yeah. there's a big blow-up going on and you're partly going, I'm so fucking glad I'm not involved in that, right? But then <laughs> you, what, yeah. you, what I think you maybe don't realise is that you are, you know, in the numbering system, you're already – you can't be – You're already You're not here. human if you're less than six just yeah. from hearing it. yeah. And then by the time you've got to the point where you say, I'm going to have to intervene somehow – in some yeah. way, or it's going yeah. to ramp up, and you're going to yeah. have an explosion. Well, you're, you're going in at eight. Well, you you,
1: you do have to, you do have to own two hats. You're owning the hat as a parent. You know that you that you've got your partner's back, but you've also got to own yourself as a dad as well about how that you you your position on fairness as a father as well yeah. you know sometimes it can be both of them sometimes it can be that you sucked into it and the kids got you has got you rallied up as well yeah. or it can be that your friction your your ideas of, as as a parent can be separate to your partner's well, that's, and so what, that's huge. you know that's yeah. what i mean until you're in a safe space to communicate what you actually truly believe from the heart and having conversations from the heart, that's that's when, and they're in a space that they can hear it from their heart, both the child or your partner, um, that's the only effective place to be, isn't it? Mm. It's, it's very so, hard
0: not to, like, if you, if you think, you know, so, you think something's going on, like there's a big fight going on and you know, someone's gone full rage, white, you know, white, complete white rage. Right. Whether it's the kid or your partner or both, usually both by then. Yeah. It's, it's really hard not to say you want to turn to the adult and say, you have to be an adult right now. And that's, that's just like throwing a bit of magnesium on the bonfire. (laughs) Like it's just like, it doesn't help. And it, and it really doesn't help them feel they're supported, and it doesn't help the kid mm. thinking, "Oh, I know, I know exactly how to get dad on my side." Yeah, you know what I mean. And that's, that's really, and they but will it's really hard not to do that because you just yeah, go, oh, sure. "It's an emergency now; I have to shut this down." But yeah. you can't. You well, really got to be uh, that one of those boxing referee guy.
1: <laughs> uh, look, uh, look. As I, I've been in that 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 situation, one of the things is I always think. It's about removing. You've got to remove both parties from each other,
0: cooling down. Yeah, once as
1: as you can, what it, as eloquent, eloquently as you can. Um,
0: Without but a hose. probably the
1: easiest space is the <laughs> child to to kind of. Well, we've only got one. I don't know how it works when you've got more than one, but sometimes we've just got to kind of separate. All of us, because it's not the time out for them; it's a the time out for us. Yeah, it's a time out of, out for us to kind of re bring ourselves down and bring back our humanity. And um yeah, that that's the important thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Anyway, before we go, that's, yeah, before we go, I want to I want to go back and revisit the the regional aspect
1: of yeah, the lockdown, sure. just
0: because so that the listeners have got what's going yeah. on. so to fill everyone in in Mel- Melbourne lockdown one was yeah. was matched, wasn't it? it was the whole of Victoria
1: it, so, it was yes so
0: what was that like yes. and being,
1: although the difference I think in the one is that we could have um you could have people, I can't, I, I'm not quite sure. The, the second lockdown, no, you, you you couldn't have people at the house, could you? No. You had to have, a, yeah. So it was full lockdown at the house. Yeah. And I could have worked because I was a hairdresser, but I chose not to, to manage with Estella. And because she was doing homeschooling and Katie was under the pump.
0: And do you so, have any staff? Do you have any that decision did it affect anybody else who wanted to work? Like do you have any staff or anything like that? Uh
1: we I work with another woman and she works for herself in my space. Okay. But it does it did affect us because she worked between Melbourne and my shop. Okay. And we could you could only have a certain amount in your square footage. So we chose to work on, when the second lockdown opened up, we chose to work on separate days. Yeah. So it, it did um, hamstring the business, um, but it was important for me to open up the second time because I could because the core business had um, hurt so much from the first time. I had to make sure... So I'm open three days while I was helping with homeschooling, and Katie was working from home, and Estella was um, doing homeschooling. But she is now at school, so that's different. Yeah,
0: yeah. But so, so as you as you as you know, I don't spend a lot of time thinking about haircuts, <laughs> right? Yeah. But yeah. but um, it seems to be. On everyone's lips, doesn't it? Hairdressing and, you know, th- oh, from the yeah. beginning of lockdown one, it was all, you know, it was a bit rough on people that worked for hairdressing companies that yeah. were forced to keep working when everyone else had to go home yeah. and be, st- be in the zone. It was it was kind of yeah. felt like it was going to be controversial. And then yeah. they got they they got released from that. They were worried about losing their jobs if they refused yeah. to go to work in shopping centres and stuff. That was kind of harsh. But then... You Know there's all this, yay, we can get our haircut, and then yeah. uh, it took me a while to sort of you know, even though I don't do haircuts very much, but yeah. so um, so I kind of understand that, that, space, that need that if you're in a cycle of freshening yeah. up how you feel about yourself every six weeks or something like that, cutting oh, that look, down this, is another <laughs> brutal, you know, another. Look, slash. I think
1: there's a couple of things in a regional town, um, I don't know, like I've been hairdressing for. I don't know, I think it's 30-something years, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, haircuts aren't just about how you look on the outside. It's also quite often how you feel on the inside. Um, you may be looking at yourself, but it's also – it's about um, the continual conversation of your life. That's how I see it. Yeah. I've always thought that um, – hairdressing is not just sculpting the um the the form but the words and the conversations that you'll have are like the the conversations that you're having of your present and how you're dealing with what's going on in your life so I think that's that's the joy of doing hairdressing and going to a country town it's a different feel because the conversations are different. There's a, a different community sense to what. Um, my battery's about to run out, Des. You'll be right,
0: but just power on. Yeah, you right. Five <laughs> I yeah, percent.
1: Lo- so-
0: I, I love that notion because I know it, it, your bio has uh, like fine arts degree. Fine, fine art degree, I should say. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, you you went up and did uh, to afters to do special effects, and you've yeah. done lots of incredible things. And to, yeah. to go back to it, it would be foolish to think going back to hairdressing was giving up on creativity. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> it's, it's
1: but definitely, yeah.
0: giving you that that you know. Being able to bring the insights, the artistic sort of insights, and everything, and even just thinking about your parenting journey, bringing it into that field.
1: Bringing it back to that question that you said about regional. Yeah. So being a city hairdresser most of my life, working in Sydney, working in London, working in around um, Northcote, Fitzroy, um, coming to regional town. It's a different. You know everyone. There's, yeah. a, there's a sense of the conversation is a, a deeper, more intimate conversation that I experienced than in working in, uh, um, in cities. Yeah. You, you do have that, but you also, you're really privileged to be able to kind of connect into people's lives and hopefully, you know, that, yeah, they connect in. They have connected into mine, but also I hope that I connect in a way that matters in theirs. That's what I hope my business is about, um, as well as you know making really good shapes and making them feel good about how that they feel about themselves. Yeah, there's that so, too, of course. And do, yeah. you get,
0: do you do you get some good insights from different? Um, yeah, because I've been being a country, sort of a top end stylist, but in a country town. It yeah. would be very interesting because you get such a wide variety of people all telling you didn't. their stories, their insights into you know if you say oh, I've got a ten year old daughter, that might just open up some very interesting insights you know I, all the time
1: I think and, Free and therapy. Look, one of the thing, one of the things that you also find is you are always meeting in that space of what you know too. So those things about being a parent, you're always swapping your tips. Or yep. um, you know, you're always talking about the, the conversations about how your kids going with tech or what what the school's like, who's um, how they how they managing home learning. Um, you know that that might be intergenerationally too. That might be a conversation from a grandparent to yes their child, or it might be from a child. To you, or it might be from the parent and you, as their perspective, as you know, um, on that, uh, on your children, you, both your children. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's, it's, it's a really lovely, privileged place to be a hairdresser in a country town, as well, mm. and a parent, I think.
0: And I've got one final question for you. Yeah, and it's not the jokey one. Yeah, <laughs> I've got yeah. one final question. It's just. You know, being someone who grew up in the inner suburbs and lived in, you know, London, Sydney, around the traps, in cities and making the country move, we all know you never look back and it's fantastic and all that, all us that haven't done it, (laughs) right? But but the lockdown, like I understand, my notion would be that you'd be living in the regional city and – Still have that umbilical link to go. Oh, I've, Melbourne's just there.
1: Yeah, never, yeah, two hours
0: away, and I've got yeah. civilization, or my extended yeah. family, my old friends, all of us, good times, and all sorts of things.
1: Yeah. When
0: they cut you off, yeah. was was that a? Did that have some yeah, kind look, of impact?
1: This, it, that's a funny.
0: Or did it let you oh, grow interesting, as a country person? Look, the
1: first thing, the first thing that comes up for me is we've been here for about eight years now. And over that time, over different uh, times, I've, especially in this COVID stuff, it's changed a deeper sense of my belonging here. And what I was going to say for that is, in, through this time, we've done, we've, because Katie's at the computer all week, we've tried to navigate nature really a, a lot deeper than what what um, what we have over the last, you know, eight years of being here. Look, it is a different pace. Hmm. Um, I, I'd say that starts to happen naturally anyway because when I drive back to Melbourne, I start white-knuckling it as I hit the service station oh, just around Kilmore, yeah. I think. <laughs> and the traffic starts getting busier and, you know, um, a lot of the old city stuff um, is not your interest as much. It becomes a different conversation. It becomes about the community that you have around you. Um, saying that, I've always felt like I'm a city kid in a country town and I've never wanted to sit on a ride on mower for the, my weekends and I've always wanted to have a good coffee And one of the, um, one of the reasons I moved to the town that I, I, um, Castlemaine is I used to have this theory that you can tell the kind of the heart of the, um, of a country town by the conversation, you know, the local town drunk and the, and the first time I came up to Castlemaine, um, it was some conversation of string theory. And I thought, fuck, I think I'm going to do all right here. That sounds good. So <laughs> I, I think I've got the best of both worlds. I think I'm really lucky. Yeah, um, I've got a mixture of that, but I do. Yeah. Look, it is a different, it's a different conversation, I think. And, and, and because you've got access to nature, it does. Some of that craziness looked like there's so much social media and stuff like that, that, Look, I'm easily hooked into, but um, I try and defrag that in a way that just makes me have a a different level of normal. Mm.
0: There's some great takeaways there, uh, Pete. And thanks so much for coming on and uh, letting us know what what it's like to be you and do what you do and some great great takeaways. I might make some notes on the bottom of the, uh, in the show notes here so that... uh, Anyone that wants yeah. to uh, work out your numbering system and uh, the idea of talking, <laughs> to, look, just talking to a counselor, that's, it's so, I've it's got so to good. say,
1: talking to a counselor, look, um, that is, that's like my new superpower that I'm trying to build as a muscle. Yep. I think it's a life learning for me. I don't think that I've fully, you know, I don't think it's fully charged, but I'm trying to include that for a relationship, for even um, that conversation between me and Estella, who is my daughter, and my wife as well. So, you know, it's still uh, a muscle learning to be exercised, I think.
0: Good on you. And I I look forward to the time that uh, the lockdown's all completely over and I can uh, talk to you in person uh, for another episode of Hang On To Your Hat.
1: Yeah, thanks, mate. Cheers. Super duper. Thanks, mate.